Name something that gets passed around. A joint. A joint. <laughs> Legalized marijuana is always a very difficult question. The time is long overdue for us to remove the federal prohibition on marijuana. Now on, I smoke weed exclusively white people. Well, I'm getting high next time. They're walking on their pants with their cap on backwards, listening to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. There's definitely cannabis in there, and uh, it makes sure that I can sleep now. What's to keep somebody from getting all potted up on weed and then getting behind the wheel? Don't piss off your old dealer. Marijuana is not the kind of thing that ought to be legalized. I know you're not supposed to admit that you smoke that, but I don't drink alcohol. Let's get out of here. I have some really good weed back at the hotel. I used to smoke marijuana. I don't care if an adult wants to smoke marijuana. They shouldn't go to prison for it either. All right, welcome back, everybody. Radical Russ here with the 900th episode retrospectacular. That's right. For the second time in my career, I've done 900 episodes of a podcast. I did 89 episodes at least. I think I did more than that. I think it's 92. In fact, you know what? I'm going to say it's 92. Because now that I think about it, that 189 was from the that week, and then there was three more weeks of shows because I got canned on my birthday. So, yeah, it has to be 92. So I did 92 shows for XM Satellite. I did 908 shows for Normal, and this is my 900th show. So if my math is correct, that means I've done 1,900 shows as of today. This will be my 1,900th total show if we add all those shows together. Now, uh, the XM Satellite shows were three hours long. The uh, Normal podcast, the Daily Stash, was a half hour to an hour Normal show live became an hour long that expanded into a two hour show. And now I'm still doing a two hour show. So I'm going to say I've recorded at least 4,500 hours, maybe 5,000 hours worth of audio, uh, mostly talking about the war on drugs. There we go. All right. Uh, I wanted to set up this next, next clip for you. I saved it for hour two. While I was on XM satellite, a gift from heaven was dropped into my lap. As you know, I'm originally from Idaho. And there was a scandal that broke when Idaho's Senator Larry Craig, who had been in office forever. I remember Larry Craig from when I was a kid. The guy was a representative and then a senator where Idaho Senator Larry Craig. And this was during the height of all the anti-gay. We're going to pass anti-gay marriage initiatives. And Larry Craig was right there calling for all that anti-gay stuff. Well, we can't. Well, marriage is one man and one woman. We can't have the gays getting married. Right. So Larry Craig Stalwart conservative, longtime homophobe, actively working against the equal rights of gays and lesbians in America, was caught in a Minneapolis airport restroom uh, signaling to have gay sex in the restroom, and it ignited a firestorm and a scandal. I took the audio clips and mixed them with the song, This Is It, Larry Craig, I'm Not Coming Out. Thank you all very much uh, for coming out today. A naughty boy. I think this is despicable. I don't hit on any men. I don't go around anywhere hitting on men, and by God, if I did, I wouldn't do it in Boise, Idaho. I tend to spread my legs when I lower my pants so they won't slide. Okay. You're a naughty boy. I don't do those things. I'm not gay, and I don't cruise, and I don't hit on men. Nasty, bad, naughty boy. I am not gay. Let me be clear. I am not gay. I never have been gay. I did nothing wrong at the Minneapolis airport. I'm a fairly wise guy. I I don't seek activity in bathrooms. I was not involved in any inappropriate conduct. I overreacted and made a poor decision. I chose to plead guilty to a lesser charge in hopes of making it go away. I am not gay. I, to to know. I got to let it show. 
nasty, bad, naughty boy. I am not gay. I'm not gay, and I don't cruise, and I don't hit on men. Uh, I'm not gay, I don't do these kind of things, and it doesn't matter, I don't care about sexual preference or anything like that, because you stuff that here. I should not have kept this arrest to myself, and I should have told my family and my friends about it. I wasn't eager to share this failure, but I should have anyway, because I am not gay. Thank you very much. That's right, Larry Craig, I am not gay. One of my uh, crowning achievements at the uh, XM show. I had such a blast putting that together. All right, we got to take a break, and when we come back, we got more clips. I'm going to take you through the first live episode of the normal podcast that I did that uh, was the beginning of what you're listening to now, recording a podcast live. And I'll get the second segment of the Progressive Talk Radio Star Contest, the one where I talked about the war on drugs and uh, brought over Ed Schultz to my side with that segment. Be back right after this. This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. In the interest of fair and balanced journalism, the Russ Belleville Show presents the anti-drug public service announcement of the day. A, B, D, D, E, F, D... This has been the Russ Belleville Show's anti-drug public service announcement of the day, exclusively on RadicalRuss.com. Hey everybody, it's Radical Russ here from 420 Radio, inviting you to be like me and get your ink done at Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo, Fort Worth's most female-friendly, clean, sterile, awesome tattoo shop. Thomas and his crew are true artists who can design you a custom piece or use a design you bring in. Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo also offers all styles of tattooing as well as piercings and all-around fun. In the DFW area, stop by Lucky Horseshoe Tattoo and tell them Radical Russ sent you. Trust me, it'll feel awesome. You're listening to the Russ Belleville Show. But I think it is the prerogative of the states to make that determination. I think the people of Colorado have the right to make the decision that they've made under the Constitution. You can find Radical Russ online everywhere. Tokers, there's no good reason to get your dog stoned. While it might not harm them physically, imagine being a dog who already begs for treats all day, and then imagine that dog having the munchies. Not cool. Pod 2.0 it's not your father's Woodstock weed. <laughs> this is the Rush Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back, everybody. We're continuing my look back at over a decade talking into a mic about marijuana and drug policy. The past 900 episodes I have done as a completely independent operation. Hard to believe sometimes. And... Uh, I want to thank everybody who's been a part of this. Uh, you're going to hear some clips here that feature some of my best friends on the whole planet. Cannabis Carry, Ganja John, and Wiz Coleco. Those of you who have been longtime listeners to the show know from about 2010 through 2012, uh, they were a part of the show. Uh, Cannabis Carry did the news. Ganja John was there for color commentary. And uh, Coleco there was my sparring partner on policy. And uh, he's actually my intern at the time. Uh, was earning college credit. 
coming on to the show and discussing marijuana policy with me. So that's what a great way to earn some credit, huh? Anyhow, uh, the first live show we did, we did uh, through something that's called Blog Talk Radio, and I think it still exists. But this was this was 2010, and it's amazing how much stuff has changed in just the past six, seven years when it comes to this uh, podcasting technology. Because the whole point of uh, going live is I want to have a way to connect to Carrie that we could both be on the line. We could have guests on the line. And then it could be uh, you know recorded and saved as an MP3 and uploaded as a podcast. And so Blog Talk Radio had that capability. We went with it, and it was free. The downside is that the quality sucked. Uh, the bandwidth was like 32K, right? So it got a really kind of a, a bad telephone connection sound to it. Now, you fast forward to now, I'm talking to you through USB mixer, going into YouTube through a, a free piece of software that, that uh, encodes the video and audio. YouTube automatically saves it, automatically uh, 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 archives it for you, allows you to download it. I mean, it's so much easier now than what we had to go through uh, back in 2010. But this is a clip from that very first live daily audio stash. We had yet to change the name to Normal Show Live. And joining us all across the state of Oregon in Astoria, my good friend, Cannabis Carey. Carey, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Russ. Happy 2010. I know we're having a good time in 2010, and you'll be bringing us some news stories here coming up in just a little bit, right? Absolutely. I'm all ready for the news, and I'm ready for the new year. We also have... Uh, merged in the normal daily audio stash. Those of you who are used to listening to our daily podcast, well, this is it now. We're going to be doing it live. All right. So that's uh, you can hear how the quality on that is uh, far less than what you're used to. Uh, we didn't stay with that for very long. As 2010 uh, rolled out, there were a lot of uh, presentations, a lot of normal conferences, and a lot of activity surrounding the possibility of legalization in California in 2010. I was beginning to gain some notoriety as Normal's outreach coordinator, and I was able to present at one of the Normal conferences. This is the Normal conference in 2010, and this is the first time I gave my uh, public dissertation on what is called the Box Canyon Theory of Medical Marijuana. I want to do this by looking at the framing of medical marijuana arguments. Obviously, we're not going to stop supporting medical marijuana and trying to fight for medical marijuana laws, but the way we argue for it can make a huge difference as to whether we end up in the medicalization or the legalization. And that leads me to one of the most offensive things I've ever heard. I'm a patient, not a criminal. Now, this might ruffle some feathers, but that's something as someone who is not a patient, you know, not qualified as a medical marijuana user, kind of gets under my skin. Legalized medical marijuana, I'm a patient, not a criminal. I'm a patient, not a criminal. Even nhcompassion.org, fighting for medical marijuana in New Hampshire, says, I'm a patient, not a criminal. Well, I'm not a patient, so therefore, I'm not a criminal. I'm an outlaw. I'm not a criminal. So that's me uh, presenting at the uh, normal conference, the Box Canyon Theory, that if we continue fighting only for medical marijuana, we're going to end up separating ourselves into two classes, one that it's okay to discriminate against and one that it's not okay to discriminate against. As time went on, uh, we got to the end of 2010, and uh, Bill Press, who I had, uh, whose show I had been on to win the talk radio star contest, called me up to guest host on his show for a week while he was out for uh, his Christmas break. And while I was there, actually, one of the times I was guest hosting for him, the news of the assassination of Benazir Bhutto came across the wires. So I actually had to deliver that news to a Washington, D.C. audience as a breaking news host. But uh, here's a little clip from me uh, guesting for Bill Press and once again bringing the drug war to his listeners. Talk show host Bill Press. His six foot four frame was well toned by constant athletics. They're square dancing and trains and obviously balloon hats. This is the Bill Press Show. America, this is our moment. This is our time. Our time to turn the page 
the policies of the past. Play ball. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bill Press Show. I am obviously not Bill Press. I'm Radical Russ Belleville, filling in for Bill during this holiday week. Thanks for joining us here. We're glad to have you here. While it should be near and dear to progressive listeners out there, I fear that progressives are missing the boat on this issue. And the issue would be the drug war, the legalization of marijuana specifically. But isn't marijuana or dope illegal? Only for those who enjoy it. Medical use of marijuana is legal in this state. Like I told you, I'm coming here from Portland, Oregon, where uh, we are one of the now 15 states and the District of Columbia that have legalized the medicinal use of marijuana. And, boy, in 2010, you couldn't walk around, you couldn't turn on the news, you couldn't pick up a newspaper without hearing something about the issue of cannabis in this country. The most recent Gallup opinion polls on marijuana legalization show a 46% support Nationwide, people, 46% nationwide support for ending the prohibition on marijuana with only 50% in support of the drug war as it is currently being waged. Isn't that amazing? Just looking back uh, a shade over six years, we were at 46% support in the Gallup polls. We only had 15 medical marijuana states. We had just suffered the devastating defeat of Prop 19 in California. Now, moving forward to the following year in the summer of 2011, August 1st, 2011, I decided that I was going to upgrade the normal daily audio stash and make it a part of something called the normal network. The goal there was to create a normal branded network of marijuana related podcasts from normal chapters all around the country. Now, it eventually turned into uh, 420 Radio, which still exists today. But in rechristening it Normal Show Live, we uh, began a new era. This is me with Ganja John, Wiz Coleco, and Cannabis Carry. Terrible thing. But joining us here in the studio to talk a little bit about it is our own Ganja John. Oh, no. Russ, I do this every show. I forget <laughs> to press the radio button. Uh, okay, you I'm muted try the audience. Okay. okay, go ahead. Do that again, Russ. Do that and intro. now, welcoming here on on our right, the lovely and talented Ganja John. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Much better. Yeah. Wouldn't want your self-esteem to suffer. No, not at all. <laughs> we can't have that. No, but uh, i gotta got to give you props, Ganja John, because uh, with a, a bad situation you had with the passes, uh-huh. you went through like a champ. You got one pass and just let everyone through. I plowed through. You just plowed through. Yeah, These I, are my crew. Yeah. I literally <laughs> just pointed to Russ and I and said, crew. Crew. And just walked through. <laughs> that was wonderful. And, and no problem at all. Also joining us uh, at the end of the table, Wiz Coleco, our research analyst. Hello, hello, hello. And uh, we got Coleco. Oh, well, we can eat, uh, grab that bottle of, of Tapatio there. Nobody needs to see that. <laughs> Nobody needs to see our Tapatio. I'm that hot. Yeah, that's, that's how hot Coleco is. But Coleco joined us out there as well. Did you have a good time out there on stage? Oh, God. How could that not be a blast? <laughs> yeah. What ended up happening is I just called Coleco and I said, you need to come out here. So get I your normal take, shirt and yeah, get down here. Yeah, I, and I got him in. No problem. So we're going to do some show and tell at the uh, in hour two. We'll show you some of the pictures uh, that we took from the Willie concert and tell you a couple of stories about what happened. Uh, it was a good time and uh, you know, next time we run into Willie, maybe we'll have a little more chance to talk to him and uh, we'll tell you more about that. Also joining us from our virtual studio in beautiful Grastoria, Oregon is Cannabis Carry. Hi guys. I have to say, I didn't go to the concert, but uh, you guys tweeting it all and texting me, I felt like I was there. Yeah. And thank you for all that. I even streamed about, oh, five minutes of it and, yeah. until they caught me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut that down. Oh, oh okay. All right. So uh, I sure miss those guys. It was so much fun doing that show for about a year and a half. And I got to tell you, uh, uh, with very little pay, if any, uh, I think Ganja John never got paid. Uh, Kalika was doing it as an intern. I was able to get some money to cannabis carry from normal occasionally, but uh, for the most part, they volunteered through all those months, and I can never forget and will always uh, cherish that time that we had together, all that fun that we had doing the normal show live. Uh, and then finally, uh, we have one, eh, actually two or three more clips that we'll get to. We're going to save those uh, till after the break because we're coming up on that magical time of day. It's a Friday and it's uh, time for us to relax. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. And I hope everybody in Las Vegas that's going to the Cannabis Cup has a good time. Uh, of course, you've heard the news that uh, there will be no smoking allowed on site, no uh, samples given out because of the federal government, uh, the uh, U.S. attorney there, uh, trying to scare them away from that. We hope nothing bad goes down. We hope no one gets arrested. Memorize your attorney's number. 
Get a life, will you, people? I mean, for, for crying out loud, it's, it's just a TV show. All right, that sound means that it's 4.20 here in the Pacific Time Zone. Time for us to take our union-mandated safety briefing. We got the uh, Green Bay Packers pipe today. We'll use that, and we're smoking on some, uh, what is this? It doesn't say what it is. <laughs> it does say that it's 27% THC, though. So whatever that is, I'll, I'll take it. Back right after this. New beginner guitars and banjos are often constructed much better than ones built before your time. Why struggle? Get a new instrument or fix the old one. The trusted professionals at the Fingerboard Extension will evaluate your instrument for free. Repairs are priced for people who work for a living. Stop by the Fingerboard Extension downtown Corvallis at 120 Northwest 2nd Street today or check out its inventory on the web at fingerboardextension.com. You're not high. You're listening to The Russ Belleville Show. Drugs are menacing our society. They're threatening our values and undercutting our institutions. They're killing our children. Okay, maybe you're high, too. Warning. Hits taken on this show are larger than they appear. Do not try this at home. These people are professionals. <coughs> or at least they pay me to say that. You're a loony. A public service message from the Russ Belleville Show. taken on this show are larger than they appear. Do not try this at home. These people are professionals. <coughs> or at least they pay me to say that. This is Dan Michaels from danmichaelsaudio.com and you're listening to Radical Russ on CannabisRadio.com Alright, welcome back everybody. 22 after the hour and just checking up on the uh, chat room where uh Folks are interested in sending me a donation. Well, I would love that. It'd be great if you could send me a donation. There is a website that you can do that. And uh, here's how you can get there. I am looking at it right now, so I know it works. Uh, HTTPS colon slash slash, as in it's a secure site. HTTPS colon slash slash www.paypal.me. M E slash radical Russ. Now I got there just by typing in paypal.me slash radical Russ and press enter in Chrome and boom, it went there. So if, if you're trying to get there on Safari or trying to get there on some other browser or some other operating system or something, maybe that's it. I don't know. Uh, but that's how I get there. And, um, if you like to send me money, the old fashioned way to keep this show going, the address here is the Delta 9 house, which is uh, 13047 Southeast Division Street. Uh, sorry. Whoa, whoa. Erase that. Backspace. Backspace. Sorry. We're off Division Street. We don't live on Division Street. It's 13047 Southeast Sherman Street, as in General Sherman. 13047 Southeast Sherman Street, Portland, Oregon, 97233. All right, so uh, I wanted to play this clip for you from that search for the next great progressive talk radio star. Because as I had pointed out in hour one, when I was when I won that, or when I was in that talk radio contest, we had professional handlers. You know, once we made it to the round of eight, uh, or actually, yeah, once we made it to the round of eight, we met with professionals. Like I met with uh, Tom Hartman, for example, and he mentored me for a bit. And once they got to the finals and they flew us out to Washington D.C., we were there for a few days. And so we got to work with talk radio professionals, marketing, sales, talent, production, all that kind of stuff. And one of the bits of advice that I got was don't talk about the four G's, which were God's gaze, guns and grass, God gaze, guns and grass. And I was like, why not talk about those things? Those are all the things I enjoy talking about. <laughs> God gaze, guns and grass. He just named four of my favorite subjects to argue about. And the response was that they're bad for talk radio because they're polarizing and people have already got their minds made up on them. So there's no talk to be had. You just turn someone off, right? Whereas you're talking policy about, you know, healthcare or whatever, there's 
points of view and there's still room to move people. But when it, if you're going to talk about religion, people got their minds made up and there's no way to change them. Well, I didn't agree with that. I didn't think that was right for me. And so when it got to the finals, I decided that it wasn't likely I was going to win the damn thing. So if I wasn't going to win, I was at least going to go out by doing a segment. Because we had three segments we could do. And we're in front of a live audience, 300 people live. We're on C-SPAN and we're covered on the Bill Press Show. So that's going out live all across Washington, D.C. It's covered by Think Progress, the uh, uh, progressive uh, website. Center for American Progress is where it was held, right? So it's all this whole, everything involved with, you know, the DNC, Democratic machinery, progressive media, all that stuff. And I said, well, if I'm going to lose this thing, I'm, a, I'm at least going to lose talking about the war on drugs. At least they're going to hear me talk about it. And so I'm going to play for you the whole segment. It's uh, it's a full segment, so it's about 17 minutes. There's some comments toward the end of it as well. And... um this was from 2006, so we're in the middle of the Bush administration. We got eight medical marijuana states. We got uh, 36% in the Gallup polls. And uh, this is me talking about the war on drugs. TalkProgress.com. Your stop for the latest news and updates on the contest to find America's next progressive talk radio star. Welcome back, America. It's 19 past the hour. You're listening to the search for America's next progressive talk radio star, sponsored by the Center for American Progress Action Fund. I'm Radical Russ Belville, reminding you that I am not some pot-smoking, latte-drinking, sushi-eating, New York Times-reading, Hollywood-loving, Volvo-driving liberal with a French last name. I drive a Jeep. Are you always searching the internets for the latest breaking political news? Do you find yourself using the Google in a vain quest for hard-hitting facts and analysis? Well, stop searching and go straight to thinkprogress.org, the research blog of the Center for American Progress Action Fund. Thinkprogress.org has got the latest major political stories, video clips, and hard-hitting analysis that push back on the right-wing spin. Bill O'Reilly calls it, quote, a very well-oiled, effective character assassination machine, end quote. So you must know it's good. To get us up to speed on the news you need to know, go to thinkprogress.org, the cutting edge in progressive thought. Now, we're going to be taking your calls later at one 55 press and from our live audience in just a moment. So get on those phone calls. We'll be taking those calls and talking to you in America. But at this point, it's time for our weekly look at the leaders of America's Christian supremacy movement. This week on The God Squad, Princess Barbie Talibanya, a.k.a. Brandy Swindell, loses her fight to display the Ten Commandments on public park grounds in Boise, Idaho. The Reverend Dr. James Dobson is just too busy to rehabilitate Reverend Ted Haggard from his meth and sex binge and Christian conservatives across the nation recoil as San Francisco liberal Nancy Pelosi takes over the house fearing that the rock hard gay agenda will be shoved down America's throat that's right it's the God Squad your news about the Christian conservatives and the American Taliban starts now that's right Jesus is just alright with me too but you know we've got to stop this Christian supremacy movement you know America what makes America great is that we're all allowed to worship the way we choose and to feel the way we choose. And I've just got to put the smack down on some of these Christian supremacists who are trying to take over our country. The one I want to talk about right up front is from my very own hometown of Nampa, Idaho. Her name's Brandy Swindell, and she's an activist with Generation Life. She says she works with the post-Roe generation, which... I always thought it had something to do with salmon eggs, but whatever. Uh, anyway, she's she was one of the people that was heavy into that Terry Schiavo incident, you know, praying for Terry Schiavo and trying to bring her water and, and all of that. We had the uh, virginity pledges as one of the things she's all for. You know, we're going to get rid of, uh, we're going to reduce teen pregnancies by having virginity pledges. Uh, she was against distributing condoms to the athletes at the Salt Lake City Olympics because they're adults and they might you know, do something with them. Uh, she also, most recently, she tried to get the book The Joy of Gay Sex banned from my hometown public library in Nampa, Idaho. She's completely against stem cell research, you know, the full meal deal, your full meal deal of, of Christian conservatism. Well, the news here from our lo latest election, and a lot of people may not have heard about this story, was uh, in Boise, Idaho, there was a Ten Commandments monument that was set up in a public park. And it had been there since 1964, and I'd lived there all my life and had never even really noticed it was there. But a fellow by the name of Fred Phelps 
found out that it was there. And if you don't know who the Reverend Fed, Fred Phelps is, uh, Google him yourself because I'm not going to give him any more hits than he deserves. But anyway, Fred Phelps, he's this anti-gay crusader, and he came up to uh, Idaho and said, well, if there's this uh, public monument to scripture on public property, then I'm going to put up my own little Leviticus monument on public property. Of course, the Boise City Council went a little crazy on this, and, uh, and they decided rather than have the legal fight, they would remove the Ten Commandments. Well, and, and what they did is they took that Ten Commandments and, and had the eminently logical idea of posting it at a church. Imagine that. The Ten Commandments posted at a church. What, what an amazing idea. Anyway, Brandy came along and, and signed this, got this petition signed asking people to uh, vote on whether or not the Ten Commandments could be displayed in Boise, on, in the park with public money. And, uh, you know, when I saw this vote was coming up, I thought for sure, you know, this is going to be the first nail in the coffin of the end of separation in church and state. But lo and behold, poor Poor Brandy Swindell, her vote went down in Boise for 53% no vote, 47% yes to allow the display of the of the Ten Commandments in public. So uh, that was really great to see that happening. And, uh, you know, but still, the vote was just a little too close for my for my taste. 53% no, could have swayed either way. We're going to get to more of this, the talk about the Christian supremacy, but we do have a, a live audience member here who'd like to ask a question. Uh, just tell me your name and, and what's your question? My name is Annabelle. Let me first preface this by saying I have lived for a while in Pocatello, Idaho. So Been to I've, Pocatello many times. My question to you, Radical Russ, is how are you going to woo independent voters like myself in your support for John Murtha when uh, Mrs. Pelosi, who will now have a major position with the party, says we want to clean up government. We want Democrats are back. We want it clean. We want ethical reform. And is the litmus test for you and all progressive radio talk show hosts going to be, well, I'm a veteran. He was. He has lots of ethical problems. Didn't even want to open up the uh, ethical reform committees to get things going. So what's your litmus test for progressives and or independent thinking voters like myself who feel the Democratic Party has left them and can you give us your answer? Well, that, you know, that's a really good question. That's the, that's the, main, Thank you. That's the main battle we're fighting today. For me, uh, if this were any other situation, if this were any other political situation where our boys weren't dying every day and coming home, uh, coming home in coffins that we're not allowed to see, I might have a different answer. Because I, I see your points, and I, and I understand that we are trying to clean up Congress and trying to make those, uh, make those inroads. Uh, to me, I think his... His standing with the military and his strong understanding of the military uh, at this point is outranking anything else that we could talk about. Um, Murtha himself has come out and said that he's willing to go, go ahead with, the, with uh, looking at the new ethics regulations. And, you know, the eyes are going to be on the Democrats to make sure that we clean up Congress and that we do things well. So I don't anticipate them, uh, you know, being – it couldn't be any more corrupt than the Congress we have. And I don't anticipate that they're going to be straying very far uh, in their in – their, day-to-day work and, and getting into those in those shady areas and of course you know even if they do bring some of those stuff some of those uh, items up it'd be somewhat of the pot calling the kettle black if you ask me uh as far as the as far as how do we woo the independence toward that point of view well i don't know you know uh, my position here is i feel like the the right wing has done a great job in motivating their base and strengthening their support and i think that the democrats haven't done as great a job so Yes, it's important to woo the independents, but I, I feel like my job here is, is partially to help strengthen the base, but also to, to provide a, something that we stand for. You know, one of the things I hear so much about uh, Democrats is they, they don't stand for anything. They're all, you know, they, they don't have any position. So I'm going to make the stand that I think the military angle out, outweighs any abscam corruption charges that weren't even indicted from, you know, 20-odd 20, 20 years ago. But great question. Thank you for that. And also, we, we are taking your calls at 866-55-PRESS, so I uh, want to let that out. The other thing, uh, we've got another sponsor here at the, uh, at the uh, uh, Progressive Talk Radio Show that I want to, want to bring up. This is in honor of our, uh, our fellows there that just lost their elections, Mark Foley and uh, Rick Santorum and so on, all these guys who fight against gay marriage and all these gay rights, and yet they have gay chiefs of staff and gay aides. So uh, let's, play that, uh, let's play that ad from our new sponsor. Are you a gay-hating clergyman disgraced by a crank-fueled homosexual scandal? Have you quit your job to bring down online child sex predators because you were discovered to be an online child sex predator? Now's the time for Hypocrisol. Twice-daily Hypocrisol applied liberally to the anus helps soothe the pain and itching caused by having your head firmly up your ass. 
Hypocrisol allows oxygen to reach your brain and feelings to reach your heart. Hypocrisol is not for everyone. Ask your doctor so long as he isn't Dr. James Dobson. Don't take if you're allergic to truthamine, factex, or keratol, as severe cognitive dissonance may occur. Side effects may include electoral victories, progressive legislation, and fabulous haberdashery so divine it's to die for, girlfriend. Ask your doctor about new twice-daily Hypocrisol, because it's time to pull your head out. search for America's next progressive talk radio star begins here. Let's get out of here. I have some really good weed back at the hotel. Citizens using non pharmaceutical, non alcoholic, tobacco free drugs. Uh, it's 30 after the hour, and you're back with Radical Russ Belville on the search for the next progressive talk radio star. We're here live at the Center for American Progress, taking your calls at 1 55 Press. And you know, we're still celebrating the great election we had this month, which was absolutely a fabulous election, uh, unless you're a pot smoking homosexual. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We had three initiatives that were on the ballots in states all across the country here. In Nevada and Colorado, they were voting on legalizing personal use of marijuana, personal possession of marijuana. And in South Dakota, they were voting on medical marijuana to make it the 12th medical marijuana state. All three initiatives lost. Uh, in Nevada, they got only 44% of the vote. In Colorado, only 40 And in San Diego, 48% of the vote for medical marijuana. And you know... I work a lot with medical marijuana patients, and I can tell you honestly that this is a, a true medical miracle for ven- very many people. When you've helped an 82-year-old woman who's, who's never even, even touched a, a drug in her life, who's never even drank, and you've helped her out with her glaucoma, or you've dealt with a person in a wheelchair with, who's, who's suffering severe pain, and, and, and you help them out with the medical marijuana, and you see that immediate, immediate reaction of pain relief, or someone with multiple sclerosis who's, who's trembling so bad they can't even write their own name and and with a little medical marijuana the tremors immediately immediately calm down i'm really really uh excited about the upcoming congress because congressman barney frank has been a sponsor been a been a champion for the medical marijuana movement and as always every year he has has sponsored this bill the state's rights to medical marijuana which the idea is if the states have decided to have medical marijuana the federal government should leave them alone and as far as i'm concerned that's just a no-brainer the 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 fact that uh, that marinol and Sativex, which are which are uh, these extracts of marijuana that can be bottled and 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 price tagged and put a barcode on, those are legal in America. Those are Schedule Three drugs. They can completely be used by anyone. But marijuana, the raw ingredient, is illegal all across the country. And I think part of this problem here is that is that we've got a moral issue that we're dealing with. You know, we've got everybody. You know, when you hear legalize, it's tee hee. It's just a joke. It's just a bunch of stoners looking to get high. But really, this is a this is something that progressives needs to stand up for and and fight against this drug war. We've got a prison population that's that two million people, the largest prison population in the world, and over half those people are in there for drug offenses. We spend fifty billion dollars every year at the state and federal level to fight this war on drugs, and nothing we do is having any effect on drug use at all over the past three decades. High school kids still say it's easier to get marijuana than it is to get beer. Why? Because people who sell beer check for IDs. That's why. But, you know, this is a moral issue. You know, I come from, I come from uh, America's heartland, you know, the Intermountain West, uh, Idaho. And uh, I always think that people really aren't voting against marijuana so much as they're voting against the summer of love in their backyard. They don't want to have dirty, stinky, tie-dyed hippies with dreadlocks running around all over the place. But, but you know, we're wasting time. We're wasting time and money and lives uh, with this war on drugs. And, and the first step, folks... The first step is that we need to separate the marijuana issue from the rest of the drugs issue. The National Survey on Drug Use and Health shows from 2004 that 85% of your drug users only smoke marijuana. 
And is anyone really afraid of the marijuana smoker? I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? They make a run on the Cheetos. You know, we run out of our national supply of Cheetos. Is that the worst thing that's going to happen here? It's not like the meth freaks are out there stealing metal off of bridges or, or the coke fiends that are going to rob you to, to get their, get their next fix. So let's separate that issue right away. And here's my, here's my tack on this. We flip the morality. Let's flip the morality on this issue, this issue. If people have a negative impression of people who use marijuana, let's use that to our advantage. Let's say tax the deadbeat stoners. This is a billion dollar industry, folks. Billions of dollars that people are making, uh, completely untaxed. Completely, you know, I'd rather see that money going to help schools and to help, to help our education system, to help our healthcare system, rather than having some, you know, pothead make money for his VW bus. Let's tax the stoners. There was a Harvard study that came out last year. Uh, Jeffrey Myron and Milton Friedman and 500 economists signed on and said, if we tax and regulated marijuana like alcohol, we would make $14 billion a year, $14 billion a year in savings and tax revenue. So, I got that's something for you to think about, progressives out there. Think about that war on drugs, and and if you're not standing up against it, then uh, I question just how progressive you are. Anyway, it's 36 after, after the hour, and that's it for me, uh, Radical Russ Belville, on the search for the next progressive talk radio star. It's been great talking with you, America, and many thanks go out to the Center for American Progress Action Fund for sponsoring the contest, and the folks at AM620 KPOJ in Portland for assisting, and most important, to my beautiful wife who insisted that I enter this contest. Yes, honey, you were right, and you told me so. Goodbye, America. Thank you. All right, Radical Russ, Radical Russ, your palms sweating there. I know. A little, a little. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's a little frightening. I got to tell you, you're making me nervous, man. <laughs> yeah, a little too good. You're making me too nervous. Uh, here. Okay. Th- this is much easier in the closed studio in a T-shirt. Let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about it? Okay. I feel great. You know, this this has just been the opportunity of a lifetime. And, and you know, the worst case scenario is I got a free trip to Washington, D.C., got to see all the monuments, meet some wonderful people, make some great connections. Couldn't be better. And you've never been to Washington before? Never been to me? Washington. I went to the... Somehow he made it to Bethesda without ever being in getting to Washington. We're not really sure how he got from National <laughs> Airport to Bethesda without coming through Washington, but anyway. So what 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 interests you about talk radio? Why? Well, I've I've been a performer all my life. I've been a professional musician for years. I've always been on stage, was in in drama and and speech and debate as a kid. Um, the talk radio thing is is a real surprise and shock. I I really didn't expect to be involved with it and the contest appeared. My wife said you've got to enter and here I am in Washington, D.C. So uh, I'm really interested. It's, it's, it's turned out to be a whole lot of fun. All right. Let's have a big hand here for Radical Russ. Radical Russ Belleville from uh, Portland, Oregon, KPOJ AM. Great station. Great flagship station out in Portland, Oregon. And when we come back, the judges are ready. They've been making their notes. They're ready to, uh, Russ, give you their own. Uh, you ready? You yeah, ready? I got the Simon Cowell out there waiting for Exactly. Me. <laughs> yeah. You'll hear it right from the horses' uh, mouths uh, when that we come back fun. here. And this is, I'm Bill Press. Thank you all for being here. We'll be right back here from the judges in the search for America's next progressive talk radio star. That was 2006, uh, October, I think is the month that happened, but, uh, Washington, D.C., where my radio career began. Big thanks to Bill Press and everybody who was a part of that. That was, uh, that was a remarkable, remarkable time in my life. All right, as we wind up this 900th episode retro spectacular, we've got a few clips from this show, the Russ Belville show, and a clip from my last show from normal, foreshadowing the uh, superstardom of a friend of ours. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is the Russ Belleville Show on CannabisRadio.com. When you are starting up a medical cannabis business, you want a fired-up lawyer who understands the needs of cannabis consumers. The law office of Lauren Vasquez is your fired-up lawyer for the cannabis industry. Visit her website, FiredUpLawyer.com, or call 1-855-MMJ-LAWS for more information. That's 
888-215-5297 for Lauren Vasquez, your fired up lawyer, or email firedupplawyer at gmail.com. You're not high. You're listening to the Russ Belleville Show. I drank beer heavily and tried drugs enthusiastically. All right, maybe you're high, too. Good for you. Warning. Hits taken on this show are larger than they appear. Do not try this at home. These people are professionals. Or at least they pay me to say that. <laughs> Far out, man. I haven't seen a bong in years. <laughs> a public service message from the Russ Belleville Show. of us pirates, we go on vacation to North Dakota, you know, because they've got a town called Argusville. What are you smoking there, boy? This is Dan Michaels from danmichaelsaudio.com, and you're listening to Radical Russ on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, 46 after the hour, and before we get back to the... uh, to the uh, retro spectacular, <laughs> as it were, uh, a quick shout out to a fantastic cannabis journalist out there. Her name's Angela Baca, and she's got a new post up on Huffington Post, uh, fairly new. It's uh, from February 23rd, but I'm just finding out about it now. It's entitled, How Canadian Cannabis Venture Capitalists Stole Millions of Americans' Private Medical Records. And uh, it goes into detail about Paul Stanford and the Hemp and Cannabis Foundation and how uh, he lost his Hemp and Cannabis Foundation clinics to a hostile takeover by these Canadian venture capitalists. And it's a long piece, goes into great detail. I haven't read it yet, but uh, I know Angela and uh, I can vouch for her being fantastic journalist on this so i'm uh, really looking forward to reading this after the show but i've passed it along on my radical russ facebook and twitter feeds so if you want to read that and learn more about it it's right out there again how canadian cannabis venture capitalists stole millions of americans private medical records by angela baca b-a-c-c-a all right uh speaking of that uh we were talking about my history, and we'd gotten up to the point where I was uh, turning the normal daily audio stash into normal show live and trying to build the normal network. And this started August 1st, 2011, and I made it all the way through May 11th of 2012. This is my last show from normal, uh, for normal. It was episode 908. And it featured uh, a good friend of the cannabis community and our show, and a podcaster now on Cannabis Radio, Ngaio Bielam, in an episode entitled When You Think Green, Think Ngaio, and he foreshadows superstardom of a friend of our show. I, I was telling folks that uh, you're, you're coming up here to Portland uh, doing some comedy at the Mount Tabor Theater. Let's tell folks about that. That's right. We're taking the Cannabis Comedy Festival on the road. We're going to be at the Mount Tabor Theater on May 20th, and then we're also going to be at the Lynn Bitten uh, the HRC down there in Albany on May 19th on that uh, Saturday night and then we're supposed to be somewhere in the Medford Talent area although we lost our venue so if anyone knows a good venue between Ashland and Talent where we can do a show on Friday night get at me and all we'll right. it up well that'd be alright and you keep saying yeah. we so uh, who's involved in this uh, in this tour uh, me, myself and I oh. no. <laughs> uh <laughs> The three of us. All I'm right. Trip Skofrenic. <laughs> okay. Uh, me, the wonderful and talented Ron Funches, who's uh, quickly becoming one of everyone's favorite comedians. Oh, from yeah. the and, and my area. best friend, as a matter of fact. And your best friend, Ron yeah. Funches. Yeah. And, um, oh, and then Christine Levine. So Ron's going to do the Saturday with me uh, down in Albany, and maybe the Friday night if we can get the, the uh, venue together. And then me, him, Christine Levine, and my homeboy, Charlie Brown the Juggler, are going to be at the Mount Tabor on uh, Sunday the 20th. So that's it. Guy O'Beelum uh, speaking, and then you heard Ganja John breaking in, talking about his best friend and a good friend of the show, 
Ron Funches. And if that name sounds familiar, he was the breakout star of the NBC sitcom Undateable. And he's currently on a new NBC sitcom, and the name uh, escapes me. But uh, he's a great guy, and uh, it's really fun to hang out with, let me tell you. Uh, now, that was my last show for normal. It was show number 908, because uh, after uh, that show, I had learned uh, some news about the funding of my show that made me very angry. And as I can do sometimes, I was foolish and angry and kind of spoke before thinking and got myself fired from normal. <laughs> so I've told the story many times before. I'm not going to go into it all again, but uh, it's one of those kind of things. I like to sum it up by saying I was uh, I was absolutely right and handled it absolutely wrong. <laughs> okay, so I uh, learned a very valuable life lesson, but I got myself fired from one of the few salaried paying jobs there are in drug law reform and the only salaried paying job there was in drug law reform podcasting looking back it was incredibly stupid of me uh very stupid uh but that's the lessons we learn sometimes in life but i was undeterred because i had found my love i had found what i love to do and that is to educate people and to call bullshit on things that are bullshit and to debunk the reefer madness and propaganda of the drug war and so forth so i decided i was going to keep going I didn't want to go back to the corporate world. I really couldn't because I had failed a drug test by that time and my skills had degraded in the information technology world. I was no longer up on all the latest stuff and didn't want to go back to the grind. So I thought I would just keep doing this and I would, you know, try to get support, try to get sponsors, try to get uh, more gigs, more writing jobs and see if I could continue doing this. So that was May 11th of 2012, that last episode with Engayo. By June 4th, 2012, just three weeks later, I had retooled and reloaded and was ready to go with the brand new The Russ Belville Show. And this is what ties in to that blog by Angela Baca, because she's writing about Paul Stanford and the Hemp and Cannabis Foundation. When I came on in 2012, June 4th, for the first Russ Belville Show episode, he was my guest on the show, and he was currently, at the time, the proponent of the Oregon Cannabis Tax Act the ill-fated 2012 initiative in Oregon to legalize marijuana. And I came out swinging with uh, tough questions uh, for this proponent, uh, proponent of this act that uh, to this day have left me blackballed in many, uh, in many uh, aspects of this community out here in Portland. But uh, that's another story. Let's go back to that clip from uh, June of 2012. Welcome to the show. So glad to have you here. We have got a great show to start to debut for you today on June 4th, 2012. It's just got to be 420 somewhere in the world. All right, we're speaking with uh, Paul Stanford from Hemp and Cannabis Foundation. And uh, there was news that broke today, came across from a, well, I saw it reported by a website called The Daily. Uh, but this is they're reporting an IRS uh, lien against Hemp and Cannabis Foundation, uh, claiming that you owe $2.7 million in un paid income foundation and payroll taxes from as long as ago as 2004 on assets in Detroit, Seattle, and Oakland. This according to the IRS. Uh, I just want to give you the chance to uh, comment on those allegations and, and let us know what's going on. We uh, have a uh, payment plan with the IRS and we should have those completely settled by uh, August. Hmm. Okay, uh, so, but they, as far as what they're claiming, uh, this is so you, you it's don't. It's inaccurate, but that's not. That, I'm not sure exactly how they came up with those numbers, but it's, it's way, way off. That's mm -hmm. all I can say. Now this isn't this isn't uh, like what we're dealing with with Stephen D'Angelo, where he's dealing with the IRS 280E codes, is it? It's somewhat that you know we've had a, a constant state of audit going on with our business since 2005, and so. Uh, uh, it's uh, a mess, and there's been a lot of uh, uh, supervision from the IRS, but uh, we think we have that handled at this point. Mm -hmm. well, this is, uh, you know, it's it's kind of tough on the uh, the Oregon. Uh, 
activists at this point, you know, looking at both of the initiatives here to uh, to legalize. We ha- we've gotten some uh, negative headlines on the uh, constitutional amendment with respect to the largest ever fines for uh, campaign uh, uh, violations uh, as far as signature gathering goes. And now this news coming with Hemp and Cannabis Foundation for the statutory amendment. Uh, do you see this as as a witch hunt? Do you see these as politically motivated to try to you know yeah, take down? I certainly do. They, there's no doubt that they're politically motivated. So that was my interview with Paul Stanford in 2012. And, uh, you know, looking back, I, I think I was completely fair in asking those questions. You got someone who's proposing a tax and regulate uh, marijuana uh, initiative uh, and comes up that there's some tax questions. I think that's quite relevant. And, and I didn't think it was very attacking or accusatory. I thought it was more me giving them an opportunity to rebut these allegations in public in a friendly forum. But that wasn't the way it was taken, so uh, <laughs> it had a serious impact on what's going on here in Portland, let me tell you. Uh, so that's the first episode. That's from the first episode, 900 episodes ago, here on the Russ Belville Show. And, of course, we've been with you through thick and thin. We've interviewed uh, so many people, hundreds of people that we've interviewed, uh, experts and authors and celebrities and politicians here. And we're going to keep doing it. We're just going to keep going and on to 1,000 shows. We're going to go all the way to 1,000 and beyond. And we'll keep doing it with your help. Uh, because, again, this is a completely independently produced talk radio program. I do this through your donations. I do this through the, the few sponsors that I do have. And, and when I do have these sponsors, I try to pick them so that there's no influence problems with what i'm reporting like you know got lucky horseshoe tattoo for example uh, isn't going to sway me as far as uh what i report on i i try I've, I've got one seed company i've got a business association but uh again they're all very supportive in in what i do and and welcome me to be open and honest in my feelings and my analysis of this industry so thank you everybody who's been a part of this thank you for your support we are still uh, in the midst of rebuilding and and migrating this show to the next level, the uh, uber professional platform up there uh, that uh, all the top podcasters are using. Uh, it's just going to take some money and it's going to take some time. So I'm trying to raise the money and I'm trying to find the time. Uh, you can help me out if you want. You can send your donations to paypal.me slash Radical Russ if you want to help out. But uh, we've also got uh, a look at a couple more investors and a couple more uh, sponsors. So looks like we're going to be fine. Anyway, uh, one more clip from the history of the Russ Belleville show. Just reaching back to the day before, the last day that there was no legal marijuana states in the United States of America. This is from November 5th, Monday, November 5th, 2012. And I thought it would be appropriate for us to take a look at the latest polls for marijuana legalization and medical marijuana and how they bode for marijuana election night. And it's beginning to look like we might get half of what we're going for. It looks like two of the three legalization states have good polling and one of the three medical marijuana states have good polling. Let's break it down. Of course, Washington state uh, of the three states that are doing marijuana legalization has enjoyed the greatest poll support throughout the campaign season, sometimes reaching as high as 57 or 58 percent support. The latest poll to come out just yesterday shows Washington's I-502 marijuana legalization is polling at 53 percent support to 44 percent opposed. Looking to uh, Colorado's latest polling numbers for Amendment 64 are also looking good. The latest public policy polling coming in at 52 percent support the Measure 80 campaign. And right now, unfortunately, it is not looking good for Measure 80 as the latest poll to come out, an Elway research poll, shows 42% support versus 42 or 49% opposition. Looking at medical marijuana, state of Massachusetts is looking the best of all the states with 63% support. Unfortunately, things don't look as good in Arkansas, where issue 5 is trailing in the latest poll, 38% to 54%. So the referendum in Montana, IR-124, which would keep the current repeal light medical marijuana, the SB 423 bill that decimated their medical marijuana, looks like it is going to stay. We're looking to lose this one. We're only getting 54% 
against this bill. And we need this one to fail in order to get what we want, which is Montana's original medical marijuana law back the way it was. And those predictions turned out to be accurate. This is the Russ Belleville Show. The Russ Belleville Show is blogging and podcasting daily at RadicalRuss.com. For everyone here at Delta 9 Studios, I'm Radical Russ. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for 900 shows. And here's to 900 more. And until next time, take care of each other, tokers. You're not high. You're listening to the Russ Belleville Show. Say yes to your life. And when it comes to drugs and alcohol, just say no. All right. Maybe you're high, too.